Okay, so all right. What's, so what's going on? Jed's gonna ask me some questions. <laughs> I've I have no idea what they are. Yeah, we don't know what to call us yet. So uh, recently in the news, uh, okay, I won't say the news. Recently <laughs> and the evangelical world, there are there is a controversy with uh, Dr. MacArthur saying. In a word association game at a conference, um, Todd Friel, the guy running it, said, hey, I want you to just word associate, you know, in one word, respond to what I'm about to say to you, Beth Moore. And everybody kind of like nervously laughs and the mm. tension's real thick. And then, you know, Dr. MacArthur says, go home, you know, and everybody laughs. Yeah. Right. And so it, it, we've seen a wide range of this. Uh, everybody's written about it. Everybody's commented on it. So I don't want to rehash that whole thing. But I want to use this to, to talk about false teaching. Including me. I've written yes, on it. So we're not going to rehash that either. No. If you want to read that, it's a fantastic take. And he links to um, some really good resources. Some of the best resources we found in thinking through this. Yeah. So with that, I want to ask Toph here some questions about false teaching and uh, false teachers. Okay. And the difference between. Um, so what's the deal? Like... If, uh, if I'm a woman, or heck, if I'm a man, and I want to read, uh, you know, I have Beth Moore's study book at my house for one of her, <laughs> one of her programs, is it, is it wrong? Like, why can't I, so like, is she a false teacher now? Can I not get that out for a women's group? I've had it for about a year or two or three, let's say like three or four years before, mm-hmm. you know, she started getting kind of doing some stuff that we might not agree with. And it's got some really solid teaching in it. Like, is it okay for me to use for the women's group? What would you say? Uh, well, if that one's hard to answer, I can give you another example. Okay, part of the problem is that we think that kind of our gut reaction, we tend to think that the only we tend to think that the only people that we can't listen to are false teachers. Right. And everything else is fair game and it's useful and beneficial and perfectly pure and good teaching. And those really aren't the only two categories, right? And so we go in two errors with that thought because that's a very common way to, not that they would word it that way, but that's mm-hmm. basically the way that a lot of people cut it down. Yeah. And there's two errors with it. There are the people who say, well, surely she's not a false teacher, so she must be fine. Um, you know, and you have those people like kind of in the situation that, that you gave them. Yeah, but it's not that big of a deal. Right. right. Not everything that she says is bad and things like that. Or you have the people who recognize that there are actual serious, uh, sometimes dangerous errors, and so they call her a false teacher. I mean, you just have, you have, you go one way or the other, but it's basically the same mentality. Is sure. there's there's totally solid Bible teachers, and there's false teachers. Right. You know, no and, distinctions and, and no and no, and no, no real distinction. Right. And that's the. That's the problem. It is a problem. And and so I am very careful with the, the term false teacher. Um, the New Testament uses the terms false apostles, uh, false prophets, and false teachers. And I think basically they're on they're on the same level. They're there's those three different terms because they're imitations, they're you know, they're perverted yeah. imitations uh, of, yeah, it's of different offices, mm-hmm. right? There's mm-hmm. false apostles, false prophets, and false teachers. That's right. re- it's it's referring to different offices, but but as far as seriousness of the the wickedness of these people, they're they're on the same level. I'm very careful about and cautious about using the term false teacher 
because in in the New Testament, um, and this is especially like in John's letters particularly, uh, is where false teachers are discussed. Um, Galatians 1 is another big one. But the false teacher, when Scripture calls people false prophets or false teachers, um, it doesn't just mean that they have error in what they're saying. It, it very clearly presents them as uh, wicked people. They're lost. They're, it states it very clearly that they're, uh, I think it's Second Peter, is very clear that they're, they're going to hell. They're unsaved unbelievers mm. and not only that but they're they're they've crept they've snuck in and they're intentionally yeah. leading people astray right like well wolf in the sheepfold yeah it's concept. it's the it's the wolf yeah. in the sheep in you know wolf in, in sheep's, sheep's clothing, clothing so to speak coming into the sheepfold devouring the sheep mm-hmm. well so i'm already going to be very cautious about who yeah. i throw it's, that it's a very serious accusation. it's a really serious accusation because not only am i accusing them of teaching there's a difference between a, a public Bible teacher who teaches things that are false and a capital F, capital T, false teacher. Right. And Scripture uses it. it it's extremely strong against false teachers. They're, they're vile people who are on their way to hell and they're trying to take people with them. Right. And so I'm going to be really cautious about using that anyway. Mm. But one of the problems is, and Say what you will about Beth Moore. Say what you will about Tim Keller. Uh, Tim Keller. Listen, when they present the gospel, they present the gospel. Right. And and that's the thing that gets me is okay. It, it, you kind of have to take people at their word. Now, yeah. when Jesus says you'll know them by their fruit, that he's actually he's referring to false teaching. He's he's saying when he when he says you'll know them by their fruit, he's not actually talking about their manner of life like mm-hmm. you'll you'll recognize that this person is not saved because he doesn't live a good enough life he's actually saying you'll recognize this person is a false uh teacher by by what they're teaching mm-hmm. um you'll know them by their fruit so there is that side to it but if when beth moore gives the gospel she gives the gospel as right. you know it, it, the way that paul gives it the way that the way that i believe it so if she's giving the gospel and claims to believe that, then yeah, there comes a point where she may say other things at other times that that would def- that would actually lead me to question. Okay, well, over here she gives the gospel clearly, but over here it seems that she doesn't really believe the gospel. But until until that point, when she gives the gospel, she gives the gospel, and if she believes that, if she believes that, she, she's saved. She right. she's a sister in right. Christ. So I'm, I'm not yet comfortable <laughs> calling her a false teacher and right. things like that because I think that there's just so much packed into what that means. Right. So scripturally speaking, I think if you call somebody a false teacher, you better be ready to say, yeah, it is evident that they are a lost, unsaved person, you know, and, and they're, they've, they've snuck in to deceive and lead people astray. Sure, but and I'm I, not ready to say if that. If you listen to the whole thing, don't just listen to that soundbite. Yeah. Uh, if and don't you listen just, to and him don't just listen to the people who are upset about yeah, it just telling you what don't happened. Do that. But he goes on, and he's he's as gracious as he always is. Yeah. He's a, a faithful, godly elder, and he's yeah, he's not being a, a jerk. It's not yeah. his mo. He's not even the kind of guy to be super polemical or 
sarcastic or satirical yeah. even he's right. he's very down the line uh, and, and so uh, people blowing that up is ridiculous So what about, um, and this hasn't been out there for a while, and I speak to all kinds of evangelicals that don't even think this is a problem, but someone like Tim Keller, who we've discussed before. Yeah. So using his example, so we're not beating up Beth Moore, um, Tim Keller, like, should we even read his books? Like, you know what <laughs> I'm right, saying? Yeah. So if you see someone so. that's not necessarily, they haven't hit the level of false teacher, they are not obviously unsaved, yeah, leading right. people, like, you know, obviously just extorting the church and dragging sheep yeah. away. Well, there's um, a, okay. There's a difference between somebody leading people astray in intentionally, deceptively, maliciously, right. because they're a false teacher, meaning they're not even a, they're not even a Christian. Mm -hmm. They've somehow gotten into this position of influence and power in order to lead people astray. You know, there's a difference between that person. They may have a jet and plated in gold and some, and somebody who's, <laughs> who's quite possibly a genuine twice born believer in Christ right. but has error in their teaching in areas that are actually very significant right. and so it's actually it actually is dangerous significant mm -hmm. error and in that sense they are they are actually leading people astray yeah so so when i say that i, I wouldn't call beth moore uh, or tim keller a false teacher mm -hmm. I don't actually mean that they're not leading people astray. Right? That they're not teaching falsehoods. Yeah, I think that they're. I think that both of those examples teach things that are false, and not in the sense that I also think that R.C. Sproul taught things that were false. Right. Right. R.C. Sproul, you know, I agreed with. I disagreed with him about a couple of random things because of his overarching theology. Mm -hmm. Right. But in in no way do I think it was a a dangerous area of theology such that I would say he was leading people astray in this, in this much more serious right. manner. Right. I just happen to disagree with him about some areas of theology. Mm -hmm. Well, Beth Moore and Tim Keller and, you know, should we throw out some other examples? Uh, yeah, you can. I see not, people uh, are like, what? Well, I gave, <laughs> I gave, uh, examples of all the, you know, all the uh, the women teachers that everybody follows now, all the popular, easy-to-find women teachers, most of them are not good. So Priscilla Shire, Jen Wilkin, Rachel Hollis, uh, Jen Hatmaker, Lisa Turkhurst, Lisa Bevere, Christine Kane, mm -hmm. Joyce Meyer is, a, is an actual heretic. Right, you know, yes. Uh, but mo most of those women I just mentioned are not actually necessarily heretical. Right. But they have extreme error. Yeah. And dangerous error in several areas that they take. So Tim Keller, for example, it's funny that you mentioned this. So earlier today, I hmm. actually talked to somebody about Tim Keller. Oh, okay. They they referred to him as a false teacher, oh. and so I said just as just out of curiosity because uh, you know I have some qualms and uneasiness about Keller in various areas, but right. I just wondered what exactly they were talking about when they said that. And they said uh, he promotes cultural Marxism. Uh, you know, and social sure. justice stuff. He's really soft on homosexuality. Right. He he's a theistic evolutionist, mm. and th those are the three things that 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 this person mentioned. And again, yeah, I I think that all three of those are extremely dangerous, extremely severe errors. Right. I think it's uh, it, and and not only are they standalone errors, all three of those issues 
um, the social justice issue, the LGBTQ agenda, and plus. and <laughs> plus and and the evolution <laughs> stuff versus creationism. Yeah. All three of those areas are not just significant errors, but they seep into everything else and yeah. affect everything else. And that's the so it's significant. Yeah. I think it's dangerous. I think it's grievous error. Mm-hmm. But none of those are enough to make me say he's an unsaved, yeah. deceiving wolf mm-hmm. that's intentionally, maliciously leading people astray. Right. I'm just not comfortable yeah. saying it's, that there, there's over a, those kinds of... There's a boundary line there that they, you know, yeah. that, that person hasn't crossed. I, I think one of the main differences you would say even between Sproul and like maybe a Sproul and uh, like a Tim Keller mm-hmm. would be... Or even, I mean, honestly, we could look at some people in the Southern Baptist Convention that, oh yeah, that right. just the way they run their their churches now, right. where it's no longer, uh, yeah, you know, I kind of disagree with you doctrinally, or you're interpreting that uh, way off from yeah. what I would understand that to be, because of the differences of theology to the point where it's, like you just said, it's seeping in. The mm-hmm. culture is now seeping in and right. inculcating the church. And we're seeing it through these people that are now teaching these false things. Right. Uh, and so I would say that's kind of one of those distinctions that you can that you can throw out there, which is you, you did. But I, I think the reason you could agree with Sproul on some, disagree with Sproul on some things, but he not be on the same level is because it's mostly what theological, doctrinal right. items, mostly tied back to viewing scripture through a certain lens of right, theology yeah, exactly. and it's not necessarily well Sproul was really getting tied up and wanting to be respectful respectable in the lgbtq yeah, exactly. community right. you know no that's not it or right. he really wanted to be well known by those aristocrats or right. those elitists and so he was <laughs> yeah, exactly. he was being loose on these come things because yeah it's a good point because when you think about all three of those issues that that we just brought up about tim keller right. all three of them <laughs> They're big cultural lines. have to do with wanting a seat at the table of the respectable high-end mm-hmm. scholarly the, the respectable crowd the, yeah. he wants a seat at the cool table you yeah know? and all three of those issues of so the, the cultural marxist uh, you know social justice stuff lgbt plus stuff and and Q plus. The, <laughs> and the creationism versus evolution stuff, all three of them are, well, if you want to be respectable in, mm-hmm. by any stretch of the imagination, right. if you want to be taken seriously in New York City, mm-hmm. you can't hold to six-day creation, the, the biblical view of politics and economics, and, and hold strongly to the biblical standard of sexuality and, and marriage defined as the covenant between a man and a woman right. sexually consummated and anything outside of that mm-hmm. uh, marriage covenant is any sexual expression outside that marriage covenant is sinful. You can't hold to all to any one of those, much less all three, and be uh, and be respectable, invited to the conferences, of all this kind of stuff. It's just, yeah. So last question then, based okay. on all of that, in light of all of that, let's say I'm. Oh, hold on. Let me answer. Oh, go ahead. Let me answer your question. Maybe this is where you were going. But, sure. Um, so, all right, they're not false teachers. So why can't I use that study by Beth Moore or whatever? Yeah, that's. Well, is that what you were going to say? Well, actually, I. I go hold ahead. on, hold on. We'll get back to that question. Okay. So at what point then? No, this ties in. 
at what point do you draw the line? Like, let's say I'm, I'm Johnny Pewsitter and I'm, I'm just, mm -hmm. you know, trying to learn and trying to grow. At what point do, first of all, you as a shepherd stop suggesting these yeah. people as resources right. or are very careful. And then at what, when do you, when do you start telling people to actively avoid them? You know, there's a difference there. So yeah. when do you go from like, well, I'm just going to be really wary yeah. or, you know, try to be, keep my, keep my, keep my glasses on my filters yeah. when I read this and, and know that this person is probably going to say some things mm -hmm. that I that are not in my faith tradition or not right, in right. my, not in my, you know, denomination right. or, or my view of scripture. Uh, I and know they're just not going to teach that. Uh, and so I can be wary of it and I can read the book anyway. Right. When do you transition from that point of, uh, I'm not going to read any of their resources because yeah, I'm seeing yeah. now that they're not. And that ties into like, when do we stop listening to these people? They're not necessarily becoming false prophets, false teachers at that point either. But that's another yeah. distinction that I think we should okay. we should tell people. There's about. a couple layers to it. And it goes along with not using their resources. One issue, there are several layers. Because right. one issue is that it's a it's a sliding scale. Okay. It's definitely a gradual. Yeah. Like there are people who I would wholeheartedly, and we'll do it over and over again, the over and over again in the podcast. That will wholeheartedly recommend people. But there are areas, and sometimes you know, large discussion areas that we disagree with them about. Sure, I can think of a handful. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right off the top of my head. <laughs> and then there are people who we would recommend, but I might be, I might actually yeah. make a point about with a caveat of caveating mm. except be aware of this area where you know i have this issue with them or whatever and then there are people where like i think of uh nt Wright, okay <laughs> I, where i've recommended him before mm -hmm. because of the specific area i'm talking about and i say that i'm recommending <laughs> you know his work on resurrection or whatever the issue is that he, that he has really good uh, he's done some really good work on and important work. So I'm recommending him actually in a, I'm recommending him in a narrow area right. and saying in many other areas overall, I, I don't recommend him. Then there are people, but another difference with somebody like, like Wright or, uh, or even Sproul who they have some popular uh, appeal and, and reach, but they're both, they're, they're very academic there, there's a, so there's also a difference between people like that and people that are that their their target audience is the popular mm -hmm. is the populace you know yeah, <laughs> the, that's a good distinction the, so there's a difference there that's an right. important distinction to make um, because you're going to get different results somebody like you know Beth Moore uh, Keller actually do a let to a much lesser degree than some of the others but Beth Moore you know David Platt Francis Chan like they have, like they have built studies for the broader Christian community. You know, they're purposely working on developing materials to be used broadly at the popular level. So their reach is actually going to be far more pervasive, so to speak, at least in a different way than some others. So there's a distinction there where you you kind of have to make more caveats for for the people who have a wide, broad reach. You're going to see their stuff in in displayed and right. and highlighted in, in Lifeway stores, you know, like... But yeah, if you um, picked up Tim Keller's book on marriage, you're probably going to read it and think, wow, that was really great. Yeah, right. He's probably a great dude. I'll get another book. And right. you would have no idea a lot of this is going yeah, on exactly. in the background. That's um, kind of what I'm, what I'm poking at there is... Yeah, so kind of the discerning factor 
is that there are certain things that uh, just creep in and inf infect and deteriorate everything else to the degree that it becomes not worth it anymore. Mm -hmm. And some of those issues are the social justice, cultural Marxist stuff, um, the LGBT. Yeah. The, the family. So even there. if that specific issue is not what gets in and affects everything else, the, the mindset and hermeneutic it takes to soften what you say about certain things is going to affect other, other things. So there are certain areas where if somebody is compromising scripture on this, and sometimes it's a, like, especially with the homosexuality issue, sometimes there's a certain area where if they're compromising scripture on this, when scripture is just absolutely so explicit and clear about it, then that ought to give you huge red flags about their willingness to, to compromise uh, on scripture. You know, that's, that's clearly not an issue of, well, there's legitimate disagreement amongst scholars about how to interpret this. No, there's not. You know? yeah. Um, yeah. Some of those issues are just, that's not because they're arriving there with honest exegesis, you know. <clears throat> so ideas have consequences. Right. And the theological error in some areas eventually seeps into and affects other areas. You know, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. So there's a sliding scale. <clears throat> it, it matters who the people are so I mean, so, oh, so i i'm careful to recommend somebody sure at the popular level mm -hmm. somebody who has a popular level reach like that i'm going to be cautious to recommend them or 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 stop recommending them entirely if i would actually if something that they say might be helpful but i actually would not i actually would not want to be associated with them in any, in any way mm. Well, then that's that's when I would – and that's kind of a subjective standard. But that's kind of when I'm like, okay, well, I don't I don't actually want anybody to know that I'm recommending this person. Well, then I'm not going to recommend them, right. you know. So I don't know. So as far as like should I use this, this study? And say it's a Beth Moore study from 10 years ago and mm -hmm. it's perfectly great. And, and even some of the stuff that she's saying now is – wasn't even a wasn't even a problem in her teaching back then, you know. Okay, but by using this study, right. you are endorsing and promoting her, and wh and where she is now is extremely dangerous. Right. So it matters. Yeah, it does matter, and I think a lot of times, especially in the church today, I have these conversations with people, and they're just saying, "Well, what does that matter? Like, I'm not, I'm not actually right. associated right. with them," and it, and people right. are trying to separate out. Oh, they're trying to separate oh, themselves. So the other the other from... thing to keep to the other distinction to make, uh, another layer to this okay. is that there there also is a difference in the recipient. So if so if oh yeah I read, yeah. I can read N.T. Wright for example. Mm -hmm. There there are people that I listen to for research, read read or listen to for research, or there are people and, and there are people who I listen to, to be fed, and those are two very different things, and. You have to go into it knowing which one you're doing, and you have to go into it knowing your maturity level, and if you're involving other people in it, you have to be aware of their maturity level. Right. So if I am able to use a Beth Moore study or listen to a Beth Moore or whatever, or or read an N.T. Wright book or you know whatever it is, or uh, read a, a Tim Keller book and whatever, and and I can get all the the beneficial stuff from it. And, and spit out the bones, if I can do that, well, that doesn't actually necessarily mean that the other people in the study can do it. 
do you want to be endorsing and promoting this person's teaching? Uh, you're either going to have to be just promoting them and hope that this person discerns that these things are not okay and also doesn't then go and find other stuff by them and, and continue listening and gets led into error by other areas. Not only do you have to, you, you either have to constantly worry about that. Yeah. Or caveat it. Or caveat it right and left. And, and in the study, when you're doing the study, bring it up all the time, you know, be pointing out things all the time. Yeah. Well, at some point, those Take less mature Sharpie, cross at, out the next paragraph. At some point, those less mature in. believers are going to be like, yeah. well, why are we even using this? Yeah. If we constantly have to be yeah. discerning and sifting through and, and pointing out, actually, this is wrong, and actually, this is totally wrong. And at some point, and there's a sliding scale, and it's, it's a matter of wisdom, not hard rules, but at some point, it just doesn't become worth right. it. Um, you can find faithful pastors. There are other women who are solid teachers who actually, they may have crazy ideas, but it's never going to come up because they only have one or two right. talks at a conference or they have one or two books that are totally good and they're busy being a wife and mother, so right. they're not going to be... talking about our Idaho <laughs> friends. Yeah. So you can find them Yeah, and listen and yeah. read to their stuff. Right. Let's say their names so people and can find them. That's, right. Well, that's true. Yeah. So, I, yeah. so I'm thinking specifically of like Rachel Jankovic. Yeah. Um, and Nan Becca Nancy Merkel. Will Nancy Becca Wilson. Merkel. Uh, Nancy Wilson has a couple of uh, like she has a book on contentment. She has a book on. It's fantastic. Um, she yeah. has a book on. Uh, I think it's specifically on being a wife. Yeah. Um, and and they're just solid books. Now the the you know once in a while I'll see something that I wouldn't word that way or whatever. There's always going to be some. I've I've maybe read one book in my life that there was nothing that I disagreed about uh, in it. And and it was probably like a you know fifteen page booklet you know right. I mean it's not it's just not and if you nope, read more nope, by that person you'd have found something oh yeah exactly that, that, yeah. and that's my point is yeah there are there are there are women if you if you need to have it be a woman for your women's Bible study which I think is a kind of a strange desire mm -hmm. there are women with worthwhile stuff to say and so they're worth hearing but the need to to be taught by a woman because I'm doing a women's study mm -hmm. is just a strange phenomenon to it me. Is. There are so many faithful pastors that you can listen to. Find somebody who's faithful. Find somebody who's actually solid. You don't need to be sifting through this person's stuff, constantly worried about discerning the the right and the wrong just because they're they're an effective communicator or just because they've had a, a huge staff that's done the work of, of right. putting all their work into a, a nifty study that you can actually use in a study without much more work. Well, do the work of finding solid people, and then maybe you'll have to do some work to come up with the discussion questions yourself and things like that. But Which is beneficial. Sure. <laughs> to you. Right. That, right. that is exactly. beneficial yeah. to you. So, so I don't know. There, there comes I a point, and, it. It, and it's probably different for everybody. There comes a point, though, um, when, you're, when you ought to it's, avoid. Yeah. The law of diminishing returns. Yeah, At some exactly. point, it, right. it becomes not worth it. Right. Or uh, maybe better is a cost-benefit analysis. Yeah, right. What, what am I getting out of this right. that's actually helpful? When I could find the same information, maybe not worded quite like I may like mm -hmm. that person yeah. used to do, uh, I can get that same information, uh, but with right. the same theological background and proper interpretation and hermeneutics, mm -hmm. you know, I can get that from this guy over here. Why right, would I go right. to a Tim Keller or Beth Moore when I know so-and-so has <laughs> yeah. solid exegetical exactly. 
So teaching. the problem is that we would be far more cautious about throwing specific words like heretic or false yeah. teacher at somebody like Beth Moore. But the, the problem is that I think that we are there with right. Beth Moore. I, mean, I think Beth Moore is there. Right. I think Tim Keller is is pretty much there. That it's just not worth it. Yeah. To not there as false teachers. Well, no, no, no. They're not. Yeah. They're that, there that at we, the point that where we it's wouldn't, not worth we, it. We wouldn't throw those terms at them specifically. Exactly. Um, but I, it's I mean, gotten unless, to some, the you know, point. unless something comes up that we sure. haven't heard about. But it. it's gotten to the point where. But it has. But it is not, at the point not worth listening to. No, it's just not. Not there worth are, reading. There are other people who are saying enough truth yeah. and in, and almost always cover the same ground, mm-hmm. even if they might not word something the way that they worded it that was specifically helpful to one person. And, and you don't have to go clean out your shelves. Yeah. You don't have to go throw away all those books. I, I would just suggest if you want to get rid of them, don't give them to someone else. That's yeah, kind of right. what we're saying. Right. Don't, exactly. don't, don't spread it around. Yeah. Because if you find someone you like, if you find, let's say you find a podcast you like, or you hear a clip right. of something, you, a lot of times you go look for more yeah. by that person. It's yeah, like exactly. if you find a music artist and you like one song, you mm-hmm. check out the whole album. Right. And that's that's what it's unwise when you are finding somebody's off in a, a lot of critical areas to not pass it on. Uh, this is the problem with oh Hillsong. Well, they have a couple good songs that are right. totally solid and fine. Uh, Bethel, I'm sure that they have one or two songs out there somewhere that that are totally them, so. solid and, and fine. You know, there's right. there's nothing particularly wrong right. in them. And we're never going to get listeners with this. Okay, song. but Hillsong. I know, right? <laughs> okay, but but where those groups are now and the associations yeah. and, and the important. other things that you're going to find when you start just when you turn on the Bethel music radio on Pandora or whatever you're not getting good theology mm-hmm. feeding your soul so what do I vet do I have to vet everything do I vet <laughs> so, everything can I not give money to Levi jeans because they support so, gay people what's going on so how do you deal with this what's the solution well that's that's kind of part of what we're, we're trying to yes. be is fill that gap right. of we because number one we care a lot about this, and so we we want to figure stuff out for ourselves. Number two, then we're we're eager to do this and share what we're finding and what we're figuring out with all of you. So our website uh, is going to be is going to be a, a good resource for this. I would also point out uh, two other things. One, your local church. Find a solid local church. Yeah. With uh, good teaching, good fellowship, somewhere where you don't get lost in the Lost in the crowd, right. um, but you can actually, uh, what's that buzzword? Connect. Yes, you must connect. <laughs> yeah. You must plug in. And, uh, and listen, for that matter, it, if you're in a church, and I don't think it's essential that, that the elders or the pastor needs to be you know, on top of the social media world and right. know what's going on in the Christian world every, everywhere at all times. But if you don't have a pastor that you can... Take, take a book to and say, you know, would you recommend this or or not? And, you know, if, they, if they've if they never heard of it or whatever, they'll... Or if they'll, they don't give you a straight answer. If they, don't give you a straight <laughs> they just answer. waffle a whole if they, bunch. If they've never heard of it, you know, they'll, they'll look into it and give you a straight answer, mm-hmm. you know. Or if you talk to them about a specific issue or whatever, they'll give you a straight answer about, listen, that's, you know, that's not biblical. That's, right. or this is unwise. If you don't have a pastor that, number one, is willing to do that, and number two has the the capacity to do that, you know, the 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 theological acumen and the general intellectual wherewithal 
to be able to handle those kinds of issues and and guard the flock in that way that that may be a problem should be a warning sign yeah it should be a a red flag it doesn't mean there's extenuating circumstances it's not a a straight full marks against him but that should be a red flag that there's concerns there yeah Uh, and the last thing i was going to say so find find that local church find that biblical teacher and then the last thing I was going to say, uh, and I encourage this with the same kind of caution that we would encourage somebody to read certain academic books or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, if you're trying to figure out who, who can you trust, not trust, who's out there in the mainstream, there are certain uh, polemics websites or email forums that mm-hmm. are helpful to a degree. Right. Uh, I wouldn't dive in and think, oh, this is awesome. But they are, they're kind of like... A, really a news source for trying to spot yeah, heresies. Yeah, the, he- the headlines are helpful. because Headlines are helpful. You know what's going on sure. in the world. But Not again, world. We, we're both, uh, we think polemics are necessary, they're biblical, but it's, right. a polemical approach is good and we see it in scripture, but there are times where uh, certain polemics are taken to the point of, this person's a false teacher and this person, they're very, right. they can be very much what we were just talking about. So I would incur- encourage you to, to use those uh, resources. And uh, yeah. yeah, that's thanks for answering those questions. That was good. Yeah. And we'll, this is the, the gap we're trying to fill is we want to help. Um, we don't want to just uh, point out error and talk about the, the people you shouldn't be listening to. Um, this is the gap we want to fill is sifting through all the stuff that you have access to and pointing you towards the, the good and, and solid resources that that honestly are often much harder to find so that's what we're trying to do with our podcast Um, thanks for listening thanks jed for the the questions and uh until next time godspeed